one of the other important things that we have realized we need to do is understand how to teach the Bible in a way that makes sense to Thai people. Now, a majority of people in this room, I would say, would be illiterate learners. So let's figure out what type of learner you are. Are you literate or are you oral? So a literate learner primarily learns through, primarily learns and gains information by reading. Now, an oral learner does this primarily by listening through stories, riddles, poems, that sort of thing. Now, an oral learner is not necessarily illiterate. In fact, most of them are illiterate, but they retain information better and learn better through oral means. Now, in this room, we'll see a show of hands. Who here thinks they are a literate learner? Okay. Who here thinks they're an oral learner? Okay, great, you're gonna regret that later. <laughs> um, so as we study God's word this morning, we are going to study it in an oral means. Now because of this, I'm not going to tell you the scripture reference that we are going to be using because I don't want you to look at it. Now you will check me later on, don't always take my word for it. It is the word of God. I'll tell you afterwards. But I want you to listen to the story. I want you to understand the story, understand the details, and know what is going on. And because I'm a literate learner, I actually have cheat notes. So, haha. Anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, the believers who fled, fled Jerusalem after the persecution of Stephen went far and wide. Now, most of the believers went only to the descendants of Abraham, teaching them the message about Jesus. However, some of the believers went to Antioch. Not only did they teach to the descendants of Abraham, they taught to those who were not the descendants of Abraham about Jesus. God's power was upon them, and large numbers of these people believed the message about Jesus. Now, when the church in Jerusalem heard about this, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw the proof of God's power and God's favor on the believers at Antioch. He was filled with joy, and he encouraged the believers to stay true to Jesus. Now, Barnabas was a good man. He was full of faith and belief. And a large number of people became believers in Jesus. Then Barnabas went to find Paul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both stayed there at the church for a full year, teaching a great number of people about Jesus. During this time, some spokesmen traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. As directed by God's Spirit, one of the spokesmen predicted there would be a great famine upon the entire Roman Empire. When the believers in Antioch heard this, they decided to send some relief to the churches in and around Jerusalem, everyone giving as much as they could. Then Barnabas and Paul took these gifts to the church in Jerusalem. Then they returned to Antioch. One day, as these men were worshiping and fasting, 
the Spirit of God said, dedicate Barnabas and Paul for the special job that I have for them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and they sent them out to serve Jesus in other cities. Okay. Who here thinks they understood the story? Great. Who here wants to come up and retell the story? Micah? Okay, come on up. Come up and retell the story, giving as much detail as you can. Try not to import other words that I may not have used. Try. So, without memorization, um, there were uh, believers meeting. Sorry, Sorry, that's important. Yes, um, so there were believers meeting uh, in the city and they actually are people that were teaching um, believers, uh, believing Jews, and then the Jews began to, uh, actually you said descendants of Abraham. The descendants of Abraham um, and non-descendants of Abraham began to believe the message of Jesus. That message of Jesus was then imparted to uh, other individuals. They received the um, signs of belief, and um, there was a lot that happened within Antioch. Um, Antioch was a hub for individuals to learn. Um, I'm really not getting all the different details and highlights that you (laughs) put in. You're doing great. Uh, There was um, told that there would be a famine, and from that famine, uh, there was a relief needed in Jerusalem. Mm. And so they selected uh, individuals, Barnabas specifically, to um, go and investigate what was happening amongst the new believers. And then Paul and Barnabas were sent out um, for different um, parts of ministry, uh, including the ministry of providing relief to Jerusalem. Okay, very good. Good job, Micah. Okay, since you were willing to come on up here, you get a little prize. Jackpot, thank you. Yes. Now, how close... Let me double mics. How close was Micah in telling the story correctly? So it says 60%. There were details that were good. It was out of order, though. Who here wants to try? Anyone? Okay, I'm going to retell the story one more time. I want you to listen to the details and the order that the story is given. Meanwhile, the believers who were persecuted... No. Once again, I'm not illiterate... Or I am a literate owner. Yes. Believers who had fled Jerusalem after the persecution of Stephen traveled far and wide. Now the believers went and told the message of Jesus to the descendants of Abraham. Now some of the believers went to Antioch and shared not only with the descendants of Abraham, but also to those who are not descendants of Abraham. They spoke, nope. Yeah, okay, great. God's power was upon them 
and a large number of people came to know about Jesus. When the church in Jerusalem had heard about this, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw proof of God's favor on the believers at Antioch, and he was filled with joy and encouraged the believers to stay true to Jesus. Barnabas was a good man, full of faith and strong in belief. A large number of people became believers in Jesus. Then Barnabas went to find Paul. When he had found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed in Antioch for about a year, teaching a great number of people about Jesus. During this time, some spokesmen traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. As the Spirit of God directed, one of them predicted there would be a great famine upon the entire Roman Empire. So the believers in Antioch gathered up as much as they could to send to the believers in and around Jerusalem. Then Barnabas and Paul took these gifts to the church in Jerusalem. Then they returned to Antioch. One day, as these men were worshiping and fasting, the Spirit of God said, set aside Paul and Barnabas for the special task or the special job that I have for them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them out on their way to serve Jesus in other cities. Okay. Does anyone want to try it? No? Okay, that's okay. You want to try it, Kathy? Okay. Oh, you can't take notes. No, 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 no. You're oral. Only listen. No notes. No reading. All right, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Eric. You want to give it a try? No, let's give it a try. Let's see how well you can do it. Senior version of this. <laughs> All right, so there. So believers in Jesus were experiencing persecution after the stoning of Stephen, and so they traveled far and wide. And as they traveled, they told a lot of the descendants of Abraham about Jesus. Some of those believers went to Antioch and they ended up telling descendants of Abraham about Jesus, but they also told others about, uh, others who weren't descendants of Abraham about Jesus. And some of those, non, those who were not descendants of Abraham believed in Jesus and began to follow Jesus. And uh, so the news of this, uh, this came back to the church in Jerusalem, and so they chose Barnabas and sent him to Antioch to see what was happening there. And when Barnabas got there, he realized that those who were not descendants of Abraham, were there was evidence in their lives of the work of God and the Holy the work of God, and that he could see that God's hand was on those who were not descendants of Abraham. And Barnabas was a, a very good man and godly man, and he was deeply encouraged and filled with joy, and he encouraged them to stay true in their faith. And many people 
became followers of Jesus. And then uh, Barnabas decided he needed to go and find Paul, so he went and found him and brought him to Antioch, and they were there serving and teaching. And, and more uh, came, people became followers of Jesus. Uh, then at that point, the believers in Jerusalem decided to send uh, an ambassador, a spokesman, thank you, to Antioch. Should have had Paul do it. A spokesman, <laughs> a spokesman to Antioch and, and, and sort of just see what was happening there. And when the, the and as part of that, one of those spokesmen, hmm, Am I on the right track? Yeah, this, you're going. You're getting one of this, the spokesman. There was a, a, a there was a uh, there was a prophecy that there would be a famine all throughout. I skipped something, didn't I? All, there keep, was keep a going. famine. Try your best. The famine. There would be a famine all throughout uh, the Roman world, and as uh, as a result of that, uh, the believers in Jesus there in Antioch decided that they were going to uh, sort of collect some funds and send each according as they could to help those followers of Jesus in Jerusalem. And they did that. And then, uh, then af uh, not long after that, Paul and uh, Barnabas and the leaders in Antioch were all ministering and serving together. And they, 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 they heard or they uh, realized that God was uh, calling uh, Paul and Barnabas for a special task that he had for them. And after more time fasting and praying together, they put their hands on Paul and Barnabas and sent them out to tell more people about Jesus. Very good, very good. Okay, thank you, Eric. You did a great job. Okay, so why did we do it this way and not simply read the Bible? So most of us would obtain information by reading it, and that's how we would get it. And those of you who say no, you should have understood the story better. So oral learners hear the story, and they understand it. They remember it. You would be amazed on how well Thai people can remember just about anything simply after hearing it once or observing it once. And this is very normal throughout Thai culture. Therefore, this is very important in teaching the Bible as well. So Thai people are literate, but I would say most of them don't want to read. In fact, one survey revealed that Thai people read approximately eight lines per year. So this is not very good. Even the believers in churches will not read their Bibles. Um, not only is it a higher language, like the equivalent of reading like a King James, or if you were reading something written by a lawyer, um, it's harder to understand, and so most of them don't do it. Um, so the question then becomes, how can we engage people in the stories of Jesus? And this is one of the ways. Anyway, so now I'm gonna ask some questions. Let's see how much you retain from the story. So where did the story take place? Antioch. Antioch, where else? Jerusalem. When did the story take place? After the persecution of Stephen, who did most of the believers speak to? Descendants of Abraham. Who did some of the believers in Antioch speak to? Those who were not descendants of Abraham. Very good. When the church in Jerusalem heard what had happened, what did they do? 
they sent Barnabas. How long did Paul and Barnabas stay in Antioch? A year. About a year. What did the spokesman from Jerusalem predict what was going to happen? Great famine upon the entire Roman Empire. Now, why did I use the word spokesman? Because the word prophet is a very hard word. You have to explain what a prophet means. Spokesman is a simpler word. How did the church in Antioch respond to the news of this famine? How did they respond? They sent aid. How much did they send? As much as they could. Each one giving as much as they could. Before Paul and Barnabas were sent out, what did the Spirit of God say to the men who were worshiping and fasting? Set them aside. Set them aside? For the special task, for the special job that I have for them, very good. So you don't need to know anything about the Bible to answer these questions, right? You're simply just hearing the details and repeating them. So as people who, Thai people don't know much about the Bible, um, if anything at all, you can still engage in the scriptures. When did it take place? What did this person say? How did it happen? Easy. You can still engage in the scriptures even if you don't know anything about them. Now, for some more uh, engaging questions. What does the story teach us about God? What do you learn about God from this story? Say it again. He prepares you. Okay. He has a plan. Good. He prepares necessities for the plan. He speaks. Okay. He calls individuals of his choosing. What about that God cares not only about the descendants of Abraham, but he cares about others as well? Now, what does the story teach us about man, mankind, women, kind? Say that again, Kathy. Okay. He's searching out for the ones who are willing to go. Very good. Very good. We want to talk to people who are just like us. The believers who were Jews spoke to only the descendants of Abraham. Very good. We don't like to go out of our comfort zone, do we? We want to say what's familiar, what's easy, what's simple. Anything else? We tend to investigate new or strange things. Good, we tend to investigate. Good. So the believers, the church in Jerusalem, heard about what was happening, and then they sent Barnabas to figure out what was happening. Good. Ellen. Very good. Very good. Bring someone else along with you to do the work. Mm. And so Barnabas, he, that man was an encouraging guy. He was there to encourage the believers, but guess what? He couldn't do it all. He needed someone else to go along with him. So he grabbed Paul to help him with the work. So we can't do this alone. Now what is something that you liked about the story? The non-Abraham followers are invited also. Okay, great. The non-Abraham 
Yes. Yes. Those who are not descendants of Abraham are also invited. Anyone else? I like the picture of church leadership worshiping and how that comes. Mm. Mm. Good. So the church leadership had grown in Antioch by that point, right? So they were worshiping and fasting to seek out what God's will was. Awesome. Very good, Kathy. God had a plan and he planned all the details out. Sam? I love, I love the fact that the church responded to the crisis that was going on. Mm. Isn't that amazing? They didn't just kind of go, oh, here's, um, here's 20 bucks. Deal with what's good or here's a case of water. No, they gave as much as they could. They responded out of love. And obviously at this point, there was probably some connection between the church in Jerusalem and the church in Antioch because they were able to see it and say, I'm going to give as much as I can. You know, this is how the world would know that you're my disciples by the deep love that you have for one another, right? So there had to be some love, level of connection in between these two churches. They weren't set apart. They weren't doing it alone. Very good. He has a huge heart. Now, what is something that you either A, don't understand about the story, or B, don't like about the story? Okay, the famine. Why was there a famine? That's a good question. Why would, why would there be a famine? Why would God set a famine? Yeah, well, that's something that we don't understand or we don't know. Okay, well, the question still is, what's something you don't understand? We're just only going to focus on that. What's something you don't understand or don't like? What was the mechanism of God saying separate all the Okay, good. Was it a kind of conviction? Yeah, why did he do that? What was this? point what was his purpose in separating them sending them out somewhere else I wonder why they didn't go earlier before the persecution yeah that's good why did it take a persecution death of a man to make people go out why like are our hearts really that selfish that it takes the tragic events to make us be willing to do something. Good. So all of, all of these questions, we could spend forever doing this, but all of these questions require no background knowledge, no understanding of who God is. Simply, you can look at the story and you can understand what's going on. And this is very important um, in the work that we're doing because we want people to engage in the scriptures and we, you don't want to say, okay, before you can engage, you need to know this and you need to do this and then you can do this and then you can understand the story. Now, understanding hiccup or what is it called? Historical, cultural, physical background. Thank you, Sam. That's really important. Like we need to know the background. We need to understand it. We need to study the scriptures. By no means think I'm downplaying that at all. And we most certainly need the written word of God because we need to keep ourselves accountable to what is true within the word of God. However, in addition to that, we need to engage people where they are. We need to engage them in ways that they understand. Um, 
And you see how we were all able to engage in one another? I don't think I saw anybody drooling this whole time. That's great, though, right? Because we stayed engaged in the scriptures together. You do it as a community. You don't just have one person do it. This also requires, does not require somebody with a, I'm going to say a sem, I don't have a seminary degree, but a seminary degree to be the one to teach. Like, you can all study the scriptures together. It's very simple. It's very um, replicable. Very easy. And then as we engage in these stories, we remember back to probably one of the best stories from the scriptures. And this is the story of the cross and that Jesus came down and he was willing to take on suffering for us. So life is nothing but suffering in the Buddhist worldview. It's very strong. The purpose of life is to escape suffering and by do that by any means necessary. And you can try in many, many ways, but you're always going to have to be trying ways to escape suffering, to, a, to get um, your bad karma or your sins erased. And you have to do this all the time. But Jesus came and did this once and for all for us. And this is probably the greatest story that we can tell people. And this story is one that we should take time to remember every chance we get and we do this by going to the table. So before Jesus was crucified, go ahead and get your cups and your, um, your bread. Thank you. Your bread out. So before Jesus went to the cross, he wanted his disciples to remember this event regularly and to remember, yeah, to remember the event of the cross and to, to remember Jesus often. Remember, repetition is important. We've been doing this. So on that night, Jesus took the cup and he said, this is my blood. No, I'm going to do, I did it backwards, sorry. He took the bread and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so we do this together. And likewise, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This story is simple. The story is easy to replicate and tell again and again and again and again. That's why we do it. We do this to remember Christ. And remember what he did for us so we can be here together and to continue to share these stories. And we praise the Lord for that.